A few weeks ago, I gave you players that were overpriced, overvalued, and that I said you would even regret drafting them if you spend high first round or second round picks on them. But today we're doing a circle back or doing a reverse. We're going to go over guys that are underpriced, undervalued. They are at mind blowing values that you could spend pennies on and turn into Benjamins. And you don't even have to spend first round picks on them. We could get them in the middle rounds, late rounds. I even have a sneak peek guy that's going in round 18 for my best ball players out there. But enough talking, enough yapping. Gut, throw up some Gordon Ramsay highlights and let's get cooking. Give it to we are going over seven players today, and number one is going to be Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is going as the RB27 right now. We know the news. He is being suspended in three games only. Throughout Kamara's career, he's finished on average as the RB7 and 8th in points per game. Again, he's now going as RB27. He's never finished outside of RB16. The worst he's ever been is an RB2 in fantasy. Right now, you could get him at the price of RB3. And Alvin Kamara last year missed two games. And guess what? He still finished as a top 16 running back. I don't think the three-game suspension, the one-game extra compared to last year, going to be the deal breaker or bust this deal. He's still a valued pick that you can get in the eighth round. It, it blows my mind that people will spend a 10th round pick on Jamison Williams, who's missing more time and, and has proven nothing, but they're hesitant to spend an eighth round pick on Alvin Kamara, who's been consistent, proven, and solid past six years in a row i even think with Derek carr coming in alvin kamara's receptions are going to get back to where he was with the drew Brees era without drew Brees, kamara the past two seasons has yet to eclipse 60 receptions with drew Brees of four years prior in a row he's gotten 80 or more every single season Derek carr is not verbatim drew Brees by any means he's a lot more the pure pocket passer that plays at an average to above average level compared to andy dalton Jameis winston Taysom hill teddy bridgewater again i i just don't really see the huge risk people are scared about you could be concerned about them signing jamal williams and drafting kendrick Miller, them being in rumors of cream hunt but the only real goal those guys would have is goal line carries and taking goal line touchdowns away from Alvin Kamara but that's not why you were drafting Kamara in the first place Kamara had two rushing touchdowns last year that's not the bread and butter of what we're going for here we're doing it because he's a PPR machine through the air out the backfield and he's still going to be that regardless of who they sign or who they got at the goal line number two on the list we're taking a page out of nick's book with this nickname deontay johnstein deontay johnson i think is one of the better values in fantasy football right now you can get him at wide receiver 29 past three seasons he's been wide receiver 21 wide receiver 8 and wide receiver 28 and i know someone in the comments someone watching maybe you right there is going to mention he had zero touchdowns last year and that is bringing some concern for a lot of people to be honest it, it's almost seen as a positive for myself. Deontay Johnson to finish as a wide receiver 28 last year without a single touchdown and him being the wide receiver 29 in drafts right now, screams value because you know the law of averages, positive regression, there's no way this dude goes back-to-back -back seasons with zero TDs. It gives me confidence. Like, if this guy was able to outperform his current price in drafts without scoring a single tutty, imagine if he gets back to that four, five, six T's and seven, eight, nine range. We don't need double digits. We don't even need the eight, nine, like I mentioned. For him to have five touchdowns this year, really not that hard to achieve or unlikely to happen. What's unlikely to happen is for him to put up a dud zero again. The past three years, Deontay Johnson's been fifth in targets, only behind Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, 
Adams, Jay Jettas. That's pretty good company. I think it might be that dude in year two. Whether he is or isn't, I'm not really concerned because again, I'm not banking on Kenny Pickett to throw 34 touchdowns and Deontay to catch 12 of them. I need Deontay to keep doing his thing of 100 passes, 1,000 yards, four, five, six tutties, and he will out already outperform his price of wide receiver 29. He's at a great value. We went to running back. We went to wide receiver. Back to running back. We're going to be flipping and flopping, zigging and zagging back and forth all throughout the video. Guy is a BDGE favorite. Not just mine, not just Nick's, but most importantly, the boy editing this video. Shout out to Gut. This is his favorite player in fantasy football, I believe, Aaron Jones. And I like him as well. Aaron Jones right now is going as the RB16. The past four years, his average finish is RB7. Math alone, that stat alone, that's enough for me to press the draft button. I know you guys want a little bit more. His finishes to be exact, 2019 RB2, 2020 RB5, 2021 RB11, last year RB9. This is almost similar to the Dante Johnson thing. Aaron Jones was the RB9 last year with only two rushing touchdowns. In 2019, he led the league with Derrick Henry. Now, what's more likely for him to be a lot closer to two or a lot closer to the 16 he had in 2019? The former. But that doesn't mean, again, like Deontay, he can't put up four, five, six. If you look at Aaron Jones' projection for the season, his rushing touchdown line is six and a half. And I don't like to use season-long props to completely determine my fantasy projections and rankings for myself, but it's a damn good resource, guys. The boys in Vegas know more than us. It's not even boys. It's AI. It's computers. It's calculations. It's algorithms. They crank out the perfect line to know this player is going to barely go over this or barely go under this unless some shit falls through the roof. Aaron Jones line being at six and a half when he only had two last year tells me he is expected to have some positive regression just like Deontay. And this is still an offense while I like Jordan Love, Matt likes Jordan Love, BDG likes Jordan Love. That's going to probably be run reliant. AJ Dillon could get a lot of the goal line work. He's kind of a bully ball running back at this point compared to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones still saw a career low on rushing touchdowns the past four years. I expect a slight bounce back, and I don't think anything's going to change as far as actual groundwork of efficiency and production through his yards. I think his receiving game is still going to be there. I mean, RB16 for a guy that's been RB7, that's the stat alone that I just keep coming back next up we went running back wide receiver running back now let's do a little not a flip-flop but a complete switch up justin herbert quarterback position everything fell apart for justin herbert and i think we legitimately saw his floor so line was hurt rashawn slater is out pretty much 90 percent of the season Corey lindsey was banged up Keenan allen and mike williams finished four games together everyone sees them as a stud duo and they are and everyone sees them as banged up but people realize how hurt they were last year they finished four games together out of 17 and justin herbert's oc was so bad he got fired all that happening he still finished as the qb 10 that's a pretty good floor if you ask me the year prior justin herbert when a little bit of things went his way he was the qb2 through for 5,000 yards and broke the Chargers single season passing touchdown record. This is all about the pendulum of which way it swings on the luck meter for Justin Herbert. I will say entering this year, he could find a floor, four leaf clover, a lucky charm, penny in a fountain with a healthy wide receiver room and a new weapon in his wide receiver room and first round pick Quint Johnstein, healthy O-line and a new OC in Kellen Moore, who I will throw out another stat, Kellen Moore. When Kellen Moore got to Dallas, he added an average of 48 passing yards to Dak's game. Justin Herbert already throws 280 yards a game throughout his career. Add those two together with healthy weapons, healthy protection. Good things happen. Herbert going at QB7, mind-blowing value. I think he's going to be a lot closer to his ceiling than his floor, but right now you can draft him at a price that is closer to his floor than his ceiling. Done running back, wide receiver, quarterback. 
Tight ends got to get some love too, Mr. George Kittle. If you watch my tight end tiers video, you know George Kittle's my tight end too. If you watch Nick, you probably know he's very high on George Kittle as well. For both of us to bring him up and for me to bring him up a second time means you need to be targeting him. Last time I talked about George Kittle, he was a tight end four. Since then, Darren Waller has skyrocketed, taken that tight end four place and Kittle's dropped the tight end five. This is good news for us because it's even better value. Kittle should not be the tight end five. For the past five years in a row, he's finished third in points per game, first in points per game, third in points per game, fourth in points per game, second in points per game. You know what that all adds up to be? Never finishing outside of top five in points per game. As far as total fantasy finish, he was top five in four of the five years. The only one he didn't finish top five was in 2020 when he only played eight games. And let me say this, I think George Kittle is tagged with this injury prone label, but it's kind of cap. In 2020, like I said, he only played eight games. He was hurt. There's no way around that. I can't sugarcoat that. That's what it is. Inside that one year though, George Kittle's played in 14 games or more every single season. If the dude's playing 84% of the games in the season, he's not injury prone. Yes, he's questionable a lot. Yes, he might miss a random week here and there that pisses us off more than anything. When we wake up Sunday morning, George Kittle's ruled out. But again, if 84% of the other time he's that dude and putting up top three tight end numbers and you could get him at tight end five right now, come on, boys. Come on. Not boys. Ladies and gentlemen, there's lots of people out there. And you're probably tired of the George Kittle talk, but one more thing. Last year, in five starts, Brock Purdy threw George Kittle touchdown seven times. Ten games Kittle didn't have Purdy. He only scored four touchdowns. Clearly, Brock has some influence on George Kittle's involvement, at least in the end zone. You put that across 17 games, who knows what can happen. We did tight end, we did running back, we did wide receiver, we did quarterback, but we're not done talking about the running backs. Tony Pollard is next up on the list. I believe he's number six. Yes, he's going as the RB6, and I will say this. Tony Pollard last year was the second running back in his backfield. He had less than 200 carries. He still finished as the RB7. So for the most part, you could basically pay the price of RB6 to get Tony Pollard for what he did last year. But now Ezekiel Elliott is officially gone. I was I was hesitant around Pollard, but now Zeke is officially a New England Patriot. Zeke had 231 carries last year and 12 touchdowns. That volume, that involvement has to go somewhere and Tony Pollard is going to absorb a lot of it. Pollard legitimately has the shot to push 1,800 scrimmage yards and 15 total TDs next year, and has a legitimate shot to be the RB1. RB1 is within question, within range, within possibility, and you could get him outside the top five. We're all about value here. Where can we pay $1 and it turn out to be an investment that pays him many, many dividends? Tony Pollard is one of those dudes. Plus, I had to throw someone in here that you could get in the second round. You know, if I just throw in all sleepers, it's anyone could just pick some sleepers. But I wanted to throw in one high value pick like Pollard's going in round two, in which I would say I'm comfortable with you taking him anywhere in round two. And he could be showing that he's worth like a round one, a top eight pick. Back to the wide receivers. Seventh player on this list. The second wide receiver on this list. Mike Evans. Wide receiver 33 in drafts. And don't think, well, he had Tom Brady the past few years. Yeah, so. He's also had Jameis Winston. He's also had Mike Glennon. He's also had Josh McCann. I don't care if Baker Mayfield's in the backfield. Baker Mayfield has supported wide receivers before. He supported Jarvis Landry, who's had a both top 25 and a top 15 finish under Baker. I could see Baker legit be knockoff Jameis Winston, where he just likes to play risky, throw it up, throw it deep. And Mike Evans is one of the deep, best deep ball threats in the league. Still worried about the Brady thing. Like Mike Evans, on average, with Brady, averages 1,055 yards, 
74 receptions, and 11 TDs. Evans without Brady, 1,200 yards, 77 receptions, 8 TDs. Yes, there's a cutback in touchdowns, but there is still a large involvement of Mike Evans. And at this point, Baker Mayfield is so baked into the price of the Tampa Bay's Buccaneers offense. You could get both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, I think, back-to-back. I think Godwin's wide receiver 32, Evans is wide receiver 33. I'll just go ahead and highlight both of them in this video. I like both these boys. Evans specifically is who we're talking about today. Mr. 1000, I think he's going to push that mark again. The Bucks really don't have any other wide receivers. You know, we all talk about the target share Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kills going to get. That's kind of how the Bucks are. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the only ones that's going to be getting target share. Russell Gage is out the season. They got rid of Scotty Miller. There's no one in this Bucks wide receiver room that's really just going to take away volume and targets from these boys. Evans has been the guy, and at this point, this is the cheapest he's been in the past eight years of his career, nine years of his career. Last thing, real quick, if you watch Jamo's video to the end, I got a bonus player number eight. The video is title number seven. Nick's going to kill me for including this player if he watches this whole video, but if you stick around, that's what you get with JMO. This last player is a best ball play and a best ball play only. So if you are just in home leagues where you're just drafting with your buddies, college roommates, whatever, sisters, brothers, nephews, uncles, grandpas, grandmas, whatever, get out. For my people that like best ball, that like to draft players that are in rounds 18, 19, 20, here's your guy, Mr. Chase Claypool. Why? Yes. We all agreed last year. This is going to be quick. Chase Claypool was shit. He had 451 yards and one touchdown. That's not exactly producing, but 451 yards and one touchdown adds up to be the wide receiver 67 in PPR. Right now, you could draft him as the wide receiver 88. So even if Chase Claypool is stagnant at dog shit, he will finish above his current ADP price of wide receiver 88. Things to consider. The Bears invested a second round pick in Chase Claypool. Justin Fields is supposed to take this jump this year in the passing game. They added protection in the O-line and Darnell Wright. And we've seen Claypool have a spark before, especially in his rookie year. I don't think he'll have that crazy top 15 finish again, but any type of bounce back, and this guy could have a top 50 wide receiver finish. And outside right now, you could get him outside the top 80. I love him in the last round of fantasy drafts. Nick's going to kill me if he actually watches this whole video because I've been supporting Chase Claypool all year and he cannot fade him enough. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Those are your seven players at mind-blowing values. Cash in the piggy bank open it up you're only gonna need pennies because these guys are on sale and there was eight of them actually if you consider the chase claypool sneak peek but before i go you know i need one of three things to go to bdge.shop and check out our merch number two go to bdge.shop and buy the fantasy football draft guide or instead of buying it for 25 dollars, that's how much it is on the shop you could go to underdog fantasy and type in code bdge deposit ten dollars and you'll get this for free $25 to buy it directly, $10 if you do it through Underdog Fantasy using our code. Third option, my one of three things. Number three is free. I need a like and a comment. Number three is free, so the like and comment is needed. I need both of them, y'all. Any feedback is appreciated. Is there seasons ramping up? We got like one more week once you see this video till the season starts. So if there's a video you want me to do, you want to see, now's your time to comment and let me know so I can get it out before it actually kicks off. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, of course, thank you and good night. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. 
They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.